What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Ancient Wisdom, your weekly Pokemon TCG podcast. My name is Corey Rausch. With me, as always, is DJ Keener. DJ, rather than asking the normal question, I have to ask for anyone on YouTube, what'd you just drink? Uh, this is an Alani New energy drink. They're, uh, you know, supposed to be like workout ones, but obviously I do not use them for that purpose. I just have an aggressive stimulant addiction. So here we are. I actually kind of feel that I've never seen like, the can looked cool. And I was like, I don't, I mean, they're I've fantastic. Tried, They're I have so plenty running. of energy drinks, but I've not tried those. So yeah, uh, strong recommend for anyone who uh, wants to use them for their intended purposes or just loves caffeine. Yeah. I mean, as somebody who's already had a coffee and a monster today, and I will probably mm-hmm, have more mm-hmm. caffeine. Yes. I get that. Um, yeah. yeah. But then back to normal. How are you? Uh, I'm alive. I'm, you know, actually I leave tomorrow for vacation. So that's pretty hype, but, uh, and been playing some new Pokemon for the most, uh, invigorated to battle have been in in months so all things looking up really how about you man good 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 uh yeah this is the most i've played on and i think i played more on live over the last month than you but i also like just never went to a pokemon like i went to pokemon locals probably twice over the last two months never signed up for a tournament mostly was just playing one piece i don't i don't know if i actually played a single game of in-person pokemon since like january some glc I played one game of GLC. Oh, right. know, we didn't even play GLC. We no. built a GLC deck. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, I haven't played in person. I'm going to play tonight, obviously. So this comes out on Friday. So we, we I'm going to play tonight on Tuesday. But that'll be the first games of in-game Pokemon. Like I said, I think since, if nothing else, since February. But I actually think it's January, which is crazy. Um, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, uh, I've played it, like, obviously, like you, played a bunch of the new format. Whether or not you want to be one of the people that complains about live, the huge benefit is I have everything on live already, so I can mm-hmm. play like literally every deck, which is really cool. It it like kind of accelerates the process of figuring out what I like, what I don't like. This set's free as it is, but um, even if it wasn't, yeah, like, having yeah. the benefit of knowing what to buy is super nice. But then like I go to the store and it's like, well, these full art guardian bars, not even like the regular ones. The full arts are like fifteens, and the full art Maridons are tens, mm-hmm. and it's like. Okay, well, I guess I'll own the format because I yeah I literally right. just exist. So <laughs> shout out to um, every card except for Regieleki V Max for being outrageously cheap right now. If you uh, don't care about having drip and Regieleki V Max, you can burn in hell. You're not even a good card. Well, that's the thing, right? Is that even if so, and we'll get into that as we talk about like decks and stuff. But you and I have been just in private talking about how much we really don't like Aleki, and that's part of the reason why we don't like Maridon as as much as like in terms of like currently right now. Um, and I, I personally think that, and we'll do the, get into this more next week when we talk about our EUIC preview and stuff like that. I think the deck's going to bomb there and then by extension, so will the value of Regieleki. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. Just because you want to own everything. Yeah. I have a a deck building problem. Some people like collect certain cards or like, you know, their favorites or sets. I just build decks just like having decks built. Yeah, Uh, I do too. They just happen to be from like 10 years ago. Yeah, no, no. I like having the full <laughs> yeah. gauntlet built, it, which is sort of a like liking to have everything. Mostly fueled by my extreme laziness to move cards and have to change decks around if uh, I want to play something different or lend something different out. Yeah, no, that makes you're more giving in that sense. And like, I typically have extra stuff, and I'll usually have one or two decks built. When you bring like five decks, it's like I'm just not going to get on that. I mean, I guess I bring like five one piece decks, so I'm not completely removed from that but it can be a lot um but we're getting off track so uh we're going to touch briefly on the two regionals that happened in uh standard this weekend and by briefly i mean literally just i'm going to tell you what top aided i'm going to tell you who won and then we're going to move on because i i I mean dj don't really see any real reason to analyze this format anymore it is it is over i mean it's over there's no events left yeah 
but uh, so, live is not on that format. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So in Sydney, there was a 240, Sydney, Australia, there was a 240 person, 242 to be correct, uh, regional, won by Brent Tonneson uh, with Rayquaza Lost Box. Obviously, always a favorite of ours. Not necessarily the Rayquaza, but the Lost Box with Reiku and stuff like that. Um, that'll probably go down as my favorite deck of the last format. It just Lost Box with Reiku, whether it be sure. Rayquaza Whichever or Zenta. You pick what's in it. I'm going to really miss. Yeah, uh, Reiku is sick. I'm going to miss Riku to the point that I'm making probably bad deck decisions now to try to replicate it. So, um, but the rest of the top cut was uh, Lost Box in second, Lost Box in third, Lugia in fourth, uh, Lost Box in fifth, uh, Lugia in sixth, Arctura in seventh, and uh, Vikavolt in eighth. So, um, kind of lower on the Lugia side than what we've seen recently, much heavier on the Lost Box side than what we saw closer to the end of the format, and uh, I'm okay with that. In Fort Wayne, uh, that was won by Lost Box Gudra. Uh, I, for whatever reason, that deck continues to see play. I was kind of surprised to see it get the win. It had two spots in top eight, and uh, this one had more Lugia. It had three Lugias in top eight, so I, 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 it still boggles my mind that whenever you're going to have more than zero Lugia in top cut, that a Gudra deck can win the tournament, but I guess sometimes it, it happens. Just how brackets way. work sometimes, you know? And yeah. variants and the whole thing. You got to get lucky well, to win a Lug- tournament, right? It beat Lugia in the finals, and I refuse to watch yeah. the, the event coverage. But that, that to me is still bizarre, but good for them. Congratulations to Max Johnson. Uh, there were two Muse in top cut. Uh, like I said, three Lugias, two Gudras, and then Grant Manley, who we typically are a fan of, played Regigigas, so was not rooting for him. Not a fan of him in this tournament, yeah. Yeah, no. So, uh, but yeah, so that puts a bow on the Sword Shield, like, uh, that D block meta. And now we're moving on to uh, the new format, which we're both, like I said, we're both really excited about. I, before getting to the results, I know you've played a bit of everything so far in this format, Dave, but what have been some of the decks that have stood up you before we, like, or like that you've enjoyed playing more before we go into like the, the week that was in, in terms of local scene or online scene? You know, surprisingly, the deck that is like, I guess I don't know the exact right way to phrase this. The deck that has performed furthest above expectation for me is actually Maridon. Interesting. Um, I expected to think that deck was kind of hot garbage when I played it. Uh, playing Reggie Lucky VMAX seemed, you know, just bad, and I actively was trying to avoid it. Um, but the deck has performed way better than I expected. Um, you're able to get a lot of turn one knockouts when you go second, which That's... is something that I value a lot. Uh, similar to like Fusion Mew, one of the big upsides of that deck is that you can just knock people out when you go second. The uh, The engine is kind of clean enough that you can do things like play three to four bosses orders without feeling like you're really messing your deck up. You have like decent tech options in uh, pretty much every matchup. There's something you can do everywhere. And the like tandem unit is just a messed up ability, right? Yeah. It, it is insane. Ride on is a really, really good card. Um, I think that people not playing Flaffy are making a really big mistake. And that's kind of been the thing that turned the deck around for me versus versions that weren't playing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I put a lot of work in on the deck to try to make it good. I'm still trying to find a way to play less uh, Reggie Aleckis, which we'll talk about a list in a little bit that I'm not sure if I buy into either, but there are some different options for you to not play them. Uh, but there's another number of matchups where, unfortunately, having an awful bench sitter that gives you plus 30 damage is really good. And uh, the pivot is also pretty important on the free retreat sometimes, so like it, it's fine. Um, but... Although that's like performed the best, the deck I've had the most fun playing, and I'm still not sure if it's like actually good or not, is definitely Gardevoir. Uh, it just feels cool. It's once you set up, it's just so sick what you're able to do with that deck. Uh, whether you set up or not, different question, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, what, what about you? With, 
what, what would kill me with that deck, and it was the, that was Gardevoir was the one I was most excited to play because I I like decks like that mm. historically, not necessarily stage two, but like the energy acceleration and the options and having trade. I know it's refinement, but you know what I mean. Like it it's has trade. a lot of abilities that like over the course of history I've enjoyed playing with. Um, the first three games, I think I prized a combined total of five uh Curlius, and i was like well i don't want i don't want to play anymore this is stupid and uh i don't know for whatever reason like it it, it wasn't even me i i guess maybe i'm low on the yellow, yellow uh, certainly at the beginning of the season for for whatever reason mm-hmm. but like you're playing against a bunch of the nonsense decks but like they can just like take advantage of a slow start yeah. better because they're like just oh i hit for enough damage and you're little and wimpy and if you don't set up you're never setting up um i know i'm going to like guard of war i know i'm going to keep working with guard of war I, i'm not there yet because like yeah I think it's just like the most interesting deck to kind of work on right now. I think that one of the bigger issues is there's not a ton of slots in the deck that I feel like are especially uh, flexible, really, at this point. Like, yeah. you know, you need, like, you, you have to play the Zation, so it's not like you actually have that attack spot. Um, I think, like, the Cresselia is necessary. There's, like, do you, how many uh, regular Gardevoirs, not the EX, do you play? Do you play Gallade? Which Curly is, like, do you play for uh, Refinement or do you play Mirage Step? Um, and then, like, the supporter line is pretty flexible. Um, but really, like, I, I feel like when I'm playing that deck, this is my big issue with, like, testing it a lot, is that I feel like I'm just optimizing my my ball search numbers and deciding yeah. how many rare candies I'm supposed to play. Um, and if I play Gallade, how cute I want to get with my supporters. But, like, that's there's not that much that you can really change in the deck. And, like, I like the ability to get cute with supporters because you're playing Gallade, but the issue is... For a deck that struggles to get out of the opener, mm-hmm. that cuteness can absolutely bite you pretty often. It's yeah, it can. That... It's also like a problem where this was like a, a thing that happened in old Pokemon with different decks a lot, where like because you are this evolving deck, like the, the supporters that really get you going in most decks kind of suck in here. Like you, yeah. you can't really play research. You could maybe sell me on playing one because of the Gallade. Yeah. But like, you know, in general, if you go second and your hand is like some ways to get a couple Ralts and like curly a Gardevoir rare candy you you can't research that yeah this absolutely feels like the kind of deck and I, like i still think guard of guard's gonna see success now so don't take my point now to, to mean that i don't think it will see success now but um whenever we do get to a point where if, if they continue to develop this block the scarlet violet block like this where we are having myriad evolution decks not just basic decks even if it's stage one stage two is anything like that um once we get to that being like the starting block and not actually having decks that can go basic i f- like that, like then I think that because like you're saying old Pokemon. Well, the benefit of old Pokemon that was okay because every deck was doing that. If Gardevoir is the only deck in the format yeah, doing right, that, right. these other decks could just take advantage of that to, to too much of an extent. I think the the power level is yeah, high if I you mean, get out of the early game, but it's tough. Agree completely with that. But you're also talking about something that's like functionally a year off, most likely. Oh yeah, no, yeah, so I'm not saying good. So. and like you know, I guess like stage one decks. Um, or more so VMAX V-Star decks are very different than stage two decks, which is yeah. obvious, but it, it feels even more noticeable in practice. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I think like there are enough things that you can mess with with Gardevoir, but like structurally, you're not really changing the deck. It's just, like I said, like what ball count do I play? How many candies do I play? Which supporters am I playing? Yeah. Do I value this Mew? If, do I want to play some, you know, extra attacker or not? Um, which is all like fine and dandy and the deck is very fun to play. So like that part of it is cool to me, but mm-hmm. I'm just having a hard time uh, getting myself excited to play like to grind games with it. Cause I don't feel like I'm really messing with my list. Whereas a deck like, like Lugia, even though it's got a, a fairly set number of cards as well, I feel like there's, and maybe it's because like the changes in like things like Balsar or Drawer, which stadiums play feel a little more impactful there than they do in Gardevoir, but yeah. I'm like having a lot more 
uh, fun kind of tweaking and tuning that one by comparison. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, for what I've played the most of them, like, cause I did like d- day one, whenever I had everything built, I was like, okay, I'll try a couple games of this, couple games of that kind of mm-hmm. moved around a bunch. And I find myself kind of falling back on, I played a, a fair bit of Arctina. And as much as I know that I'll never sign up with that deck, in, I don't not never, but I, I'd be hard pressed to sign up with it in person. Yeah, there, there's something about like whenever you just like, hey, I want to kind of grind this up, get these rewards, and uh, have something that like, I know what it's going to do every time. The deck does basically the same thing every time, so that's nice. Um, a fair bit of Dialga, which I still think that deck is bad, and I absolutely just like playing it. Uh, I hate I hate this so much. Uh, well, to be fair, like I said, I probably would have liked playing it. So for anyone that doesn't know, I kind of crapped on Viagra a lot last summer into like, yeah, that's basically when that was a thing for us. Um, and the, like, I just never articulated it because I don't really ever feel the need to clarify my points whenever I'm just shitting on a deck in, in the friend group. But when three of the four people were really feeling it, do I really want to... Sp- sick. Or yeah, was but, sick. Okay, but like at, the, at that time, we didn't have locals, so it was literally just us smashing tips, and if we're going to do that, there's no way all of us want to just be sitting there, which which one takes the two turns first. That's lame. That's no fun. Okay. That's so, fine. the deck was absolutely cool. It was also tier three, and I think this deck is tier three, but it's cool. I, 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 it's currently my favorite way to use the card Maridon, so take from... It's also take, uh, like a fairly... Like, as far as results go so far, I mean, it seems to be one of the better rogue decks, actually, which is cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's silly and probably ridiculous. And plays 20 energy. I think it's actually 22, because you play 20, 20 yeah. metal and 2 lightning. Um, it's a hideous deck. and Gross. Just gross. But, like, with... I, I, we haven't had... I don't think we've had a plot since this was announced, but with League Cups and League Challenges coming back, that's absolutely a deck I could see myself sleeping up for one oh, of those. Oh, yeah, right. For sure. Um, for sure. And that's definitely, like, a, a great Tuesday Night Locals deck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so uh, I like that deck. Uh, I played a lot of, and what I'm probably going to play tonight at locals is Fox Box, uh, Del Fox in uh, Lost Box, because the Del Fox EX, no, sorry, Del Fox V, uh, does some of the replicating of what the Reiku does. It's not as uh, consistently replicable because it's Fire Fire Colorless, and you lost some two energies off of it to do 120, 120. So it's same attack with a different drawback. Uh, it just closes out games a little bit, and there, it mm-hmm. allows you to kind of... So it's essentially just a Sablesard deck with Adele Fox in it. And I found myself like trying every Lost Box deck because I played a bunch of Lost Box last format, and I'll, some of them like they just felt a little bit off. And like you could tell that the power level was high, but I wanted something to replicate what I liked in the later stages of Lost Box last format. It wasn't even necessarily that I didn't think the other ones were good. It was just, I want to get back to what I like playing. And this kind of... Bridge and that Raiko is kind bit. of what you liked playing. Yeah, if you're gonna like distill it all the way down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely get that. I haven't tried the Sables Art with Delphox version yet. Um, I was trying really hard to replicate the kind of like Zamazenta Raiko Lost Box deck for a while. Um, and tried a bunch of different things there, and it just never quite panned out. It's kind of funny, and this is just like a, a piece of how Mirage Gate works, obviously. Double fire on a card it almost feels worse than the three colors in Raiko did. Um, yes, it feels worse in practice. It feels better in deck building. Yeah, for sure. The yeah. deck building part is way easier, but it's like it's a little bit more um, like finicky with your comfies and courses. I mean, I guess the answer might just be that I'm not playing enough fire energies when I'm getting in those spots. But like, you know, there's sometimes where it's like, oh, I prized one fire energy and now I have lost zoned one. This is now really, really difficult to make happen. And that's especially if you want to like try to put yourself in a position where you can use it twice, maybe in the mirror, if you're going to try to set up attack with it and then leave it alive to attack again. 
Yeah, I've, done, I've um, yet to see a situation where I'm able to pull it off twice. It's it's mo- like I mean, I guess you could you like attach a DTE somewhere, but yeah, that's the move. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like it's like a lot of and I like whenever I first started playing it, I kept looking for the like even though you're only playing like one or two Mirage Gates, you're looking for the turn to do that. And then the more I play with it, I'm like more often than not, I'm going to be setting this up by using Basin, by using Ryan, mm-hmm. and then just attaching a basic. The, the the gate in and of itself is not actually going to be for this card. So that made like some of the other choices in the deck a little bit easier, but it's weird. It's not, it's far from perfect and you're still basically just a Sableye deck, but it gives you the out that like, if they are able to pivot around a little bit more then Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, something like really nice about that by comparison is that it can, uh, just the amount that it puts out at once, because a lot of people are playing collapse stadium index now, um, yeah. which gives them a way to kind of clear the Sableye damage. And when you're doing, uh, Delphox just like nuking something, you can actually just either put too much damage in play that they can't like uh, stop your multi prize turn with a collapse stadium, or that you can just like knock out two things on the spot instead of giving them that time to pivot around it and stuff. For sure. Um, I had, like I said, I haven't played that version. I didn't like it in any of the like Mirage Gate lists. I felt a lot of what you were saying about just like regular Lost Box feeling like it was missing something from before, which somehow I ended up liking Turbo the best. And it wasn't even just like, I like playing decks that go really fast. All the other versions just felt like they were missing something. Yeah. And when you start taking out like tech cards and clunky cards for just like more cards that make you do things, the deck feels a lot better. Yeah. Um, now part of this might be the issue. And this is a lot of why I don't really like like grinding ladders or anything. Um, which you can tell by the fact that I started the season at like 100. <laughs> I, I was not um, far off. So I get it. Yeah. So it's really unfun and unfortunate when you're playing like best of ones that affect your rating if you're worrying about that at all which you shouldn't be but you know it's hard not to because what else are you caring about other than the process if you're playing online you you care about in the sense Um, that like the higher your rating is the higher quality like i'm tired of playing against like yesterday i played against like a lowland vulpix arceus i'm not gonna play against that if i'm at a higher back up to that point a little bit in a minute actually because i i do agree with that but i think right now well i'll finish this thought and then go into that one um But it's it's hard to justify playing these like teched out lost box lists where it's like, oh, I'm playing Sky Seal Lost Box with the the three or four perfect Vs so that I can score one shots in the matchups that matter with my one Sky Seal stone. And I've got these kind of clunky one of energies. It's like one in best of one, you just lose games like that sometimes. And two, when you're playing against like a more wide field. Um, which I think the game, especially online right now, is in general, because people are just trying stuff out. It just feels bad. So maybe those versions will feel better, uh, especially in best of three or even in person or once the format settles down a little. But right now it's just like, it kind of sucks to play those decks and go, well, I got nothing out of that game, even as far as like the, the process or the theory goes, because I didn't play against the matchup that matters. Or, you know, I started Galarian Zapdos against pick a deck that that's not playable against, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just awkward. So I, I found myself liking the turbo list just because it lets you do more things and you more consistently are able to just like play the game and do something relevant. Um, and especially in like a wide open format. So even in like a tournament right now, I would value that a little bit more than any of these other lists. Actually, I don't know that that'll be long term my favorite way to play the deck, but right now it definitely hits different. Uh, yeah. one of the nice things though, with this being when people finally had to move to live to actually play Pokemon, uh, low ranks are full of really good decks right now like yeah you play against some nonsense and yeah you play against some people who aren't as good but it has been nice like when i was uh 
grinding with Maradon, I think 50% of my games were mirrors because they just give you the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so people who just started playing live, even if they didn't migrate their account, have like the full Gardevoir in Maradon deck basically for free, which is mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, if you played Silver Tempest, you had Lugia for free too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. The, a lot of complaints about live, like you said. One thing I will not complain about is the amount of stuff they give you for free. I think there's a lot of issues with the economy after what they give you for free on the game, but uh, you cannot whine about the stuff you just get hooked up with. Yep. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, be, before we get into the results of the online tournaments, I guess this is a more basic question, but I'm kind of interested to hear your thoughts because, I mean, this is something that I probably would have just asked you separately anyway, but I think it's a cool thought process for this. Is there anything that you have not played yet that you have not, whether it be because you have not found a list or you just have not found time to do it, uh, that you're really looking forward to trying? Because there's one deck for me, and I wanted to get your thoughts first. Since I define looking forward to trying, I I mean, I really need to try the Rapid Strike deck, um, which is the surprise like dark horse of the online metagame right now. I don't know that it's actually good at all. I actually have a lot of doubts on it, but... Um, I don't even have the cards on live. I actually just based on the number of VMAXs that are in there that I don't have, I may end up buying like a the Intellian battle deck or whatever to put codes in. Um, because even though as of like two days ago I had like twelve thousand credits, I doubt that I would be able to finish that deck after I crafted some other nonsense that I needed to. Yeah. So I uh I want to try that, but that's the one deck that I don't have the cards for yet on live. Um what about you? Uh well, it was going to be Control that we had talked about, because if I see a Control list, I'm going to try it. But I tried it some last night, and it was it existed. Um, and then the the big thing that I it's like you said that I just I don't really necessarily have more more to craft, and I just didn't hit enough of them when opening my X number of codes of the new set was I want to try Oink Alone. I'm still intrigued by oh, the deck. I did build Oink deck. Alone. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't attacked, played it yet. I attacked one EX. So like, but I also just don't care to take the time to craft more of them. Mm-hmm. But I think that deck's interesting i think it has potential just because like i think judge like all we said last format same reigns now judge marnie judge path i think those kind of decks are interesting it has a lot of heal it has a lot of tank mm-hmm. i don't know if it's ever going to be great but i think it's a decent deck so yeah i think it could be decent um the thing i'm having a hard time with with that deck just like uh conceptually is when would i play that over playing arctina um, uh that's a great question and that's that's kind of been the thing that's kept me from playing it. I have it built on my live account, and I just haven't played any games with it yet, um, because I'm just really having a hard time justifying that. That's yeah. just such a hard like it. You know, yes, I think Judge Path Bibberal decks are good. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit less. Like you only have one evolution line you have to worry about. You're able to play a little more tanky. So maybe you know the math works out at some point where you know having Oink alone with the whatever the helmet is and a V guard or whatever is just like insanely strong. Um, but like Darcy's deck gets to use star birth. So it does, you know, it does. It <laughs> that's does. really powerful. It attacks for 280 with Giratina, you know, it can play Pikachu. I, I don't know. It's just really hard for me to justify playing this over that. Yeah. It's um, like, do you want to tank or do you just want to punch? And then obviously a lot of times like you're, you're controlling... still thick, right? You're still yeah. really thick in Arctina. So like, and if you wanted to, you can play not as many, but you can play like a Sharon's Karen there. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I'm not saying it's necessarily better, but I'm at least intrigued by it. Mm, for sure. Uh, so yeah, but okay, let's get into some of the results. Which, which one of the online tournaments do you want to start with? Um, I don't know. Do you want to just go through tournament by tournament or just kind of talk about the overall, what we were seeing in some decks that we liked? Let's do the overall. Okay, so let's just start there. I did break down, so there have been like 
seven or eight total online tournaments. Um, but I took the ones with 50 players or more just to give myself a, a spot because you have to cut somewhere and I didn't want to cut the tournaments with 12 players. <laughs> um, so I've got five top eights, so 40 decks. And I'm just going to go through the breakdown of the archetypes in top eights of these tournaments and uh, see what you think afterwards. So I'll start with comfy decks, which I'm going to lump, lump together, but I'll break them down. There were 13 Lost Zone decks between these top eights. It was 10 Lost Box, you know, various versions, two Lost Zone Giratina, and then one Lost Zone Gudra. Um, then we've got 10 Rapid Strike. This is the big surprise, obviously. It kind of came out of nowhere, but it does attack Lost Box really well. Uh, after that, five Gardevoir. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I, you, your sound cut out just slightly. I heard the name of the deck. Did you say 10? Yes. I knew it was a lot. No, 10. That's, that's still astounding. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what I'll say. Uh, that mostly came from two of the tournaments, yeah. and it was four players in each of them in top eight. And I believe the same player won two online tournaments. One of them was right under this number. It was uh, like 42 players. But I think he won that and one of these as well. Okay. So somebody is out here grinding with Rapid Strike and really putting up numbers. Um, unfortunately, this is before the uh, late night for the week, which will be the biggest tournament so far with uh, Scarlet Violet is done. So we'll see if that continues into there. Um, but just to keep going through the list before yeah. we talk about any of these, but then next up was five Gardevoir. Um, and the thing about this that surprises me the most as we look through the different separate tournaments is that Guardi just disappears for tournaments at a time, and then I'll put three in the top eight in the tournament, um, which says a lot about kind of what we already touched on. It's just high variance and kind of clunky. Then four RCS Giratina, three Lugia, all single strike, uh, three Maridon. Uh, there were two of like the regular Reggie Alecki versions, and then an interesting list with like multiple Flaffies and Peak Femax, which I think we'll talk about a little more in depth. Yeah, uh, And then two Mew. And that might be the other big surprise that it's only two Mew, but Mew has zero new deck smell, which I assume is most of why no one's playing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I just looked at one of the Mew lists quickly, and that was a DT Mew, which I think you and I are a bigger proponent of. But it, whenever you hear other people talk about the format, they mm -hmm. regularly talk about Fusion Mew being the better version. So I was interested to see that. Yeah, I think that actually both were. Yeah. Yep. I think that there's a little bit of bias on other player sides with like Infusion Mew. I can't really explain where it's coming from, but like, I don't, I mean, the, the upside of being able to go second and just not think, knock things out is really big, I guess. Um, and a lot of decks are able to, well, I shouldn't say a lot of decks, but especially those people who are playing Maridon, they are able to chase your Mew down pretty effectively turn one. So you like playing DT and Mew is rough in the sense that you need to have multiples and you might be behind on prizes early, but. You're playing you, man. You're just banging. Yeah. Banging and so, banging. I feel that. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, what stands out to you? Obviously, it's got to be that there are 10 Rapid Strike decks out of those top eights, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember probably like three weeks before we got the set, I messaged you because I, I liked it. I, I said that that was going to be one of my pet decks of the format, and then the Dialga thing happened. But <laughs> I, I remember seeing it online and be like, this is cool. I've always liked Urshifu. I you, you could have, from the time they printed the alternate art in Talion VMAX, I was like, well, I want this deck to be cool, because this alternate art slaps. Uh, and I just wasn't sure if it was actually going to be a thing. I'm surprised by the meta share being 10. Like, obviously, I, I stopped you in the middle of it to, re to repeat it for a reason. <laughs> like, it's just astounding. I mean, the... that's 25% of the, the top eight out of these tournaments, right? 
Yeah, and if you had told me it was 2%, I would have been like, well, that's better than I expected. Wow, one top eight. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, um, and the, the lists are all fairly similar. I mean, Intellian VMAX is a card that people kind of expected to, to be good when it came out and it never worked out. So maybe it is just its time now. Um, but it, it doesn't strike me as being so insanely powerful that this is, you know, like a world beater of a deck. Um, I mean, do you have any thoughts on the archetype, I guess? I don't know if you've looked at the lists at all or... I have a little bit. Uh, I would say that, like, the the selling point, obviously, is the way that it can manipulate the Lost Box matchup. And that's that, that, that I think is what is driving. If you're somebody who's like, well, I want to do well at this tournament. I don't want to play Lost Box. What has the best matchup into that? I could see that being the logic leap where you get to that. Because it, I sure. guess it probably does. Like, it, it probably that's has... So... I, yeah, I don't like you know how many ways you can set up like uh you know do Intellian stuff, maybe knock out one comfy, Metacham another one, and then yep. the uh next flow for two with... more knockouts or something. Yeah, like... and you can manipulate things with the Radiant Alakazam, which that card's really mm-hmm. cool. I don't know, like the deck's very cool and I wanna try it more. It's one of those things that I full disclosure, I play a lot of live while I'm sitting here at work and I, I don't want something that I have to think about that hard because it's tough to and like because I'm do I'm multitasking. Right. And I don't think that the Intellion deck is necessarily a deck that you're going to be multitasking. I don't with. think that's a deck that you can that's probably the next biggest reason that I don't know when I'll even try it because uh I play most of my live with my brain off. <laughs> yeah, so it would have to uh, be I play my paper down. Pokemon really thinking and my, my live is really just <laughs> mindless grind. So it would have to be us getting it and sitting in the corner at the shop and grinding because mm-hmm. I don't even know if like sitting there for locals. One, I don't know that we want to do that in locals whenever I could be playing against pick a, like I want to actually test it against the meta and mm-hmm. like, and that's something against anybody that's playing non-meta, but that deck is specifically built. It's to definitely counter. tailored to the yeah. meta, right? Exactly. I think that that's like really, you're kind of running it home really well there with wide seeing success because it also, I mean, everything you say about manipulating the bench and the damage counters holds true against Gardevoir too, right? Cause yeah. they have all these tiny guys that are taking even more effort to set up. Yep. And then, I mean, the kind of smaller point that is easy to miss in all of this, uh, just like, I forget the name of the first attack on rapid or she VMAX. Um, Gale Thrust. Yeah. Gale Thrust just one shots every card in Maride onto. Yep. So, like, you don't even have to do anything cute against that deck. They also don't normally play Mana Fee and do have a full bench of two prizers a lot of the time. Yep. Um, it just seems really, really well positioned against those decks. Yeah. I, yeah, I like it. it. It's, it's, I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if I like it as much as clearly this yeah. person who's won multiple tournaments with it has, but, uh, yeah, I yeah, like it. exactly. I mean, I, I think it's good. I think it's very uh, well positioned when you look at those archetypes as being kind of top decks in the format and top decks as far as like play rate goes. Um, I mean, you figure if you look at this uh, lost box, like any comfy variants of Vanguard of War, you're you're already almost at uh, and actually, 30 like, of the top eight cut, right? So yeah, I think it's important actually. And this is something we have done better a better job of doing, but this deck is essentially out of nowhere for people that have have been paying like have only been paying attention or like our listeners to our podcast that don't know what any of the cards do because like we obviously like our shifu v max but intellion yeah this card's old as crap so so, this, so that's let's a good point. let's explain some of these cards real quick for anyone that doesn't know the intellion v max uh it, it has an ability double gunner you may discard a basic water energy from your hand in order to use this ability once per turn you may uh choose two of your opponent's pokemon and put two damage counters on those those pokemon uh obviously you can use the other ones on, on your board uh and all of these Pokemon have a, the Rapid Strike stamp on them, and then it plays the Octillery that it 
has it rapid strike search once per turn you can search for a rapid strike card from your deck uh and then urshifu v max which has been like a top deck in multiple world championships so it's like been relevant for a while but not the last year um or last eight months i guess it is uh for one fighting it does 30 plus 120 if it came from your bench to the act of this turn and for two fightings in a colorless it you discard all energy attached to it and do 120 damage to two of your opponent's pokemon uh obviously very good car very good attacks uh, and I didn't even read the attack on Inteleon VMAX, which is, uh, I believe it's what, what water, water, you 70, yeah. and then you can return an energy attached to it to your hand to do 70 more. And there's the Rapid Strike energy that counts as two energy on a Rapid Strike Pokemon as either fighting or water. So it unlocks kind of everything there. Uh, your whole bit point is manipulating damage across the board, cherry-picking things. You have the Metacham that uh, attacks for a double colorless, and uh, it just does two damage counters to anything. And if you take a knockout with that, you take another turn. So that's the, yeah. whole, that's the bread and butter of this deck. Is just and you get to tie damage. the whole thing together with Melanie to actually yeah. uh, accelerate and be able to like consistently use rapid flow multiple turns in a row or uh, get an extra energy onto Intellion so that you can bounce it back to your hand and then discard it the next turn to really set up those like perfect kind of checkmate scenarios. Um, and then the Radiant Alakazam kind of ties the whole thing together by letting you move damage counters around. Um this card has been talked about on here before, but I'll just get you the the abilities text real quick. Painful Spoons is once during your turn, you can move up to two damage counters from your opponent's Pokemon to another of their Pokemon. And uh, just using that with all of those different abilities that can put damage around on your bench, you can set up a spot where the Metachams uh, Yoga Loop takes a knockout. You get to take an extra turn. Suddenly you're attacking with the Urshifu for another multiple knockout turn. Um, and really can just like snowball a game out of nowhere maybe take four or five prizes without your opponent getting a chance to play any cards yeah it's it's, it's pretty wild so it's definitely the kind of deck that like what we just said earlier about why we like the dialga deck because it takes multiple turns i feel like this is a deck that you and i want to experiment with will we put in the time to it i don't i don't know because it is time consuming but i want to i want to like this deck a lot um yeah. i've always liked urshi v max i really like the like intellian Urshi deck uh, back in the day. Um, I mean, Octillery is a really good card. The These cards are all good, but you are playing three separate evolving lines in your deck. Yeah. Um, with not the best search for evolutions. I know the argument is Octillery does that right, but that's not perfect either. No. Um, you know, there's there are some issues here, but overall, like, it is an awesome deck. There's a lot going on here that I'm interested in, and I'm definitely going to Hope to explore it. Again, I have to get the cards online, which is going to cost me a bazillion credits. So who knows yeah. when I'll actually do it. But I mean, this is really the surprise deck of the the metagame right now. And I think that a lot of decks weren't prepared for it. I think like, you know, if you go off of what was good in Japan in a lot of decks, like Lugia didn't play Manaphy. Maradon doesn't play Manaphy. Um, Gardevoir did out of necessity because uh, Greninja kind of bopped it. But like, you know, without Manaphy, just... Just the Urshifu can run the game over on you. Yep. They don't need to do any of the cute stuff. Some of these decks like can just run you over that way. That's that's really interesting. So definitely a deck that I like a lot, but haven't had the chance to play. And uh, I hope it stays a competitor in the metagame, though I'm not sure that it... Yeah, I, I think seeing 25% not to, not of top is, uh, yeah. is fake, right? Right, yeah. exactly. So what else really stood out to you is something that... like. You can only talk so much about the Lost Box because I feel like, one, we, we've been talking about a lot already, and two, I feel like we'll figure out which versions are like, did one stand out to you as like you liked more after after seeing results? Or I know you said you preferred playing the Turbo version more, but 
did you think that one like surprised you with how successful it was or we're still kind of in that wait and see? Not phase? really. Yeah. That's how I I'm, feel too. I'm still kind of waiting and seeing exactly. I mean, I think like a decent amount of stuff kind of carried over from what did well um, in the Asian events as well, which was like very anti Kyogre. Um, and funny enough, like everything we just said about her, she would hold true to Kyogre lost box variants, which yep. nobody is playing, uh, even though nobody's playing the Manaphy to counter them really. Yep. Um, so like, I don't know, there's, there's a chance that with Urshi's popularity, suddenly like Kyogre will become a lot less attractive. So maybe this is kind of cannibalizing itself on my takes. Um, because right now I think Kyogre is a card I would play, but I also think that given the results of this week, next week's tournaments, we'll probably see a lot more Manaphy's index. Mm -hmm. Um, or we'll just see a lot less Urshi because people go and eh, this doesn't do the things we want it to with people. I mean, I was going to say it's got to be atrocious against Mew, but these lists all play double. Drapion, so Which, yeah, uh, that yeah, gives that's... me some nightmare flashbacks. But hey, <laughs> you loved that tournament. I did not love getting double Drapion. Oh, that's, that's nobody weird. deserves that. I would argue that you did. You probably did something to deserve it. That should be a radiant Pokemon V. Oh, yeah. I guess I could understand why you would feel that way. <laughs> you, you should get one. Everybody gets one Drapion. That's fair. Well, you got two, so good for you. I did. That's fair. You're allowed to play Claire and get that one back. That's fair. I accept that. But, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, that's kind of my my Lost Box take. I still like Sablezard quite a bit. I, mm -hmm. I'm really excited to try the Delphox version eventually, which I haven't played any games with yet. Um, but we kind of talked about that a bit already. Uh, I don't know. The Skyseal Stone lists all kind of look uninspired is the word that comes to mind, but I think that really just means that they haven't changed any cards other than changing quick ball to nest ball. Yeah. And like, <laughs> um, I know I was beach a, courts in, I know I was a bigger fan of them last format than you were. Uh, I, I'm not as sold yet. Like I, I get it. Why well, I get why they're good they're, mm -hmm. for the same reasons they were last format. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It, it's just, well, it's also I, tough when like, I think a lot of what swung matchups for that version before was sky seal stone, but then like, you know, against Gardevoir, you never get an extra prize with your Skysteel Stone. Correct. Against uh, Maridon. it Like, you can on their Regieleckis, obviously, but they're not really presenting them that often. Um, easier said than done. I mean, you know, it's hard to to pull off a turn where you, like, boss plus Skysteel Stone to do that to the, the Alecki, right? Yep. Um, you, just, you don't get that many bosses. You're trying to play Chorus most turns. I mean, you do have that option, though, which is great. And that's, like, what you play the matchup to, I guess, but you know, that's just another deck where they're not really presenting it. The Lost Box Mirror is more prevalent than ever, and none of the cards that you play for that matchup uh, swing the mirror. So, yeah. you know, I, it's just kind of in an awkward spot to me where all of the things that make it good, um, like they're still present. They're just kind of less present. And, you know, bring that full circle. Um, if you can find a good attacker, which I don't have one in any of my list right now, but if you can find a good attacker that uh, hits either of these VMAXs in... Urshi for weakness, then, you know, there's another way that you could swing that matchup. So there could be a lot of merit there, but I well, don't I mean, have, I mean, have Raiko, them, right? yeah. I guess Raiko covers Inteleon. Um, how many do we need for that? We need five on our bench and two on there. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. So it's, it's, that's not bad. it's seven it's bench total. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. So that one's not bad. I guess it's just the Urshi that's hard to do it on. So, you know, full circle on this, maybe Sky Steel Stone is, is the way to go because that's one of the ways you can kind of flip that awful uh, prize trade area against that deck. So, 
Yeah. 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 I, mean, yeah. I don't again, know. Again, the issue is like the Italian doesn't really want to be active either, though. Yeah. That, yeah. It's, it, it's just it's, really hard. Like your, your sky system is good because they have to put the card that you knock out into their active, right? Yeah. Like that's just like their, one of their main attackers, one of the cards they present. And it's, it's hard to get off. I mean, it's not impossible. That's what you play the games to again, but it's, it's hard to go boss Mirage Gate, Sky Steel Stone, knock out your guys sometimes. Yeah, and that like that's what it is, right? Is that I feel like that version, like I think Lost Box in general is going to be starting to incorporate boss more, even if it's just like as a one of. But like that mm. deck feels like it needs it often, and yeah. like it's just so anti antithetical to what the deck does generally. So what's well, starting to feel like for me and my limited playing with those like bosses better than I hand now in those decks almost. Yeah, specifically um, in like the Mirage Lost, the, the Mirage like Sky Steel package, I think mm-hmm. so, because yeah. a lot of them are like two energy attackers anyway, so you don't necessarily need to play like Raihan, but I don't know. Yeah, it just depends on what your spread of like attackers is, I guess, because like yeah. the, the Zapdos uh, can attack for essentially free, um, if not free against some of the decks that you wanted for, like still pretty cheap. Both uh, yeah. Arceus and Right on, are giving you some reduction on it. Probably not the full re- reduction, but still, they're giving you some. Mm-hmm. Um, Raikou attacks for two energies. Drapion attacks for free. Mm-hmm. Well, it attacks for four energies against Gardevoir, but you know you're not getting the Sky Steel Stone effect off against that. <laughs> yeah, because like even if like yeah, no, not that you you can hit nothing, and even if like the only V in in the deck is uh, Station and it's weak to metal, like obviously you wouldn't get the bonus there either, but. It's also yeah, not good to that. Yeah. So. I had a mini uh, Brain Lapse where I was going to say if they were the Mewtwo version, but it doesn't get the unions for some reason, so... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, any what else? Uh, we, we, we've, we've touched briefly on Mew, and I do think that Mew is kind of underplayed at the moment. I do think the RCS decks are good, but I think like what I really took from this was our initial thoughts, and obviously like I think things will change after... Like, I, I, if there's any like Secret Spice or something like that, you're not seeing... like And I, even with a lot the late night coming i don't think we'll necessarily see a lot of the secret spice in that because we're a week away from a major tournament that people would be saving mm-hmm. their spice for mm-hmm. so i think we're kind of in that weird holding pattern so based on that i don't think that there was anything other than the 25 percent hold for rapid strike that jumped out at me i think that it's kind of what we were predicting in our initial thoughts and yeah yeah i for sure agree i think that i mean we may see some uh like real format movement over the two bigger online events i think that uh Enough of the play groups aren't really tight-lipped with their their list anymore, yeah. and it sort of makes sense for that in most cases at this point. Um, the hive mind of the rest of the online players will maybe not get. Here's the thing, right? Being like really good at metagaming and really good at like tweaking decks and stuff, like you can show up with like a slightly different list, you know, three four cards different that really change the way your deck plays and stuff for an event. But the hive mind's going to find all the the regular stuff. They're going to find the like optimized generic builds of the deck. So yeah. why would you? It's just not worth hiding it. Um, versus getting more reps. I mean, obviously, if you're just testing with your group, that's I think more the reason that we won't see as much spice because some of these really good players don't play in the online tournaments. They just yeah. play with their homies. Yep. Uh, which is totally fair. Um. But I mean, as far as like spice goes, I I think one of the more interesting decks that we could talk about real quick is the uh, the Maridon list with no Regieleki Vmaxes. Um, yeah, I'm really unsure if I like this list or not, but I'm just gonna go through the deck list and uh, talk about. I guess just to cover again, Maridon EX. We did talk about this in like our 
couple other preview shows, but its its ability is once per turn, search for two basic lightning Pokemon, put them on your bench, shuffle your deck. Uh, notably, it can get more copies of itself, and its attack is lightning, lightning, colorless, 220 uh, for Photon Blaster. During your next turn, this Pokemon can't attack. Um, so normally, the basic strategy with that deck, right, is to get those, set a bunch of them up, and then put two to three Regieleki VMAX on your deck, or in your bench, so you're attacking for 280 to 310. Uh, this version took a more kind of controlling approach to it, and it's got no Regieleki's, but a 2-2 Flying Pikachu VMAX line, line a 2-2 Flaffy line, and then an Espeon VMAX line in there as well. Um, and presumably this is because they said, oh, everyone's playing Lost Box, uh, how can we beat that? Uh, we can set up Espeon and Flying Pikachu and keep them so they can't damage my my peak with their basics. And with the Espeon, they can't Sableye my stuff. Uh, they're not like hard lock. There are ways out of it, but it's really hard for Lost Box to beat you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... Do you have any thoughts on this list? I mean, I know we both want to like it because we don't like Regieleki VMAX, but we're also noted Flying Pikachu haters. Yeah, it's funny that the way we're gravitating away from <laughs> Regieleki VMAX is into uh, playing two other VMAX lines. I'm interested. Yeah. I mean, I... the issue with Reggie isn't that it's a VMAX, right? It's that it doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, and I, like, uh, I just have always... It's weird, because you would think that we would like the, the uh, something like a Reggie Lucky VMAX, because, uh, more specifically you, but I, because I wasn't fully in at the time, but it, it is reminiscent of playing the Deoxys in a TDK deck, and I know you were a big TDK fan, but for whatever reason, the, the Reggie Lucky just doesn't hit the same. Being an evolution sucks. Yes, yes. Playing two cards to get that effect is just not not great. Um, I don't know. The Aleckis are fine. Like Again, it's a free retreater. It uh, is thick. Funny enough, in the mirror, uh, if you're playing like the Maradon, Regieleki mirror, the the end game is often because you present a ton of two prize Pokemon. Uh, you can get yourself down to like one prize a lot of time because they'll kill your Flaffy uh, or if you play Radiant Greninja and then just you present the Aleki and force them to have 310 to one-shot it or a way around it. Yeah. Because um, it still attacks for enough that it knocks out everything except for other Aleki's in the mirror. <laughs> um and like the funny enough, the Regieleki V is actually pretty good against Lost Box. It's just an attacker, so it's like it, we're kind of overreacting to how much we just don't like the card. If I'm being honest, uh, because we just don't like the card. That's really what this one is. This yeah. is purely like biased, not results based. We don't like Regieleki V Max. But the other issue is that that's so many bench sitters. Your bench space becomes so precious, and you know you give up different setup abilities for plus damage. That's not always even relevant. Yeah, and like, uh, I'm not gonna say that this deck is not linear in the same way because like it is linear, but mm-hmm. at, at least like with like if you're if you're going to be linear, I'd like there to be an aspect of something that like gives you control over the game. And as much as like you just said that we are flying Pikachu haters, if I want to be straightforward, I at least want to be able to stop you from doing something in that in yeah. that straightforwardness. And this does whether it be peak and like in matchups where you don't need the espion you have like the judge path package in there as well which mm-hmm. is, is pretty useful so um you have the bomb in, in right in raichu v which is useful with the flaffies i don't know like this just i don't know if it's going to be better obviously than a regular maride on this but it is much more palatable to me so yeah yeah I, i'm not sure either i know i don't own Alekis and i do own all of the cards for this so i'm going to mm-hmm. build this deck um so we're going to give this one a try. I probably will build this tonight. I don't think I'm going to Is this it. your local's deck tonight? Uh, I don't have the Maridons yet. I have to get them mm. at the shop tonight. And I don't know that I have time before I go in to build this. So maybe. 
this is on my list of things to try because I haven't played any games online with this version either. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've definitely got some interest in giving this one a shot. Um, but like to to your point, something that I want to kind of mention because I I did make the comparison to you that Maridon is just TDK, which is uh, arguably my favorite Pokemon deck ever. Um, it is. It really just is TDK. It's the same deck, but TDK didn't play Orangaroo. TDK. Oh, that's true. Yeah. No, Pidgey Control is my favorite deck of all time. What am I thinking? I forgot about my, my boy Cold Crush GX. Yeah, that's what I'm uh, saying. <laughs> no, that is my favorite deck of all time. <laughs> TDK is up there. Yeah, no, I know. Um, I just had to derail it because I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. It's the cover and... art for a reason. <laughs> yep. And uh, TDK was one of the best decks in its format without oh, yeah. doing anything clever either. The, the deck was just an optimized plow machine. And uh, sometimes that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that it is right now for this deck, but, you know, I think people can get caught up in trying to find a deck that either stops something or counters something or, you know, what have you. Not fam, just one-shotting everything every turn is a fine strategy. That's a, a good way to win at Pokemon. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, you can do a lot of interesting things in there as far as, like, you can play a heavy Arvin count and do some cute item stuff if you wanted to. You can play a heavy judge count if you want to. I think that uh I think that I'm gonna get more interested in this deck over time rather than less. But again, my, my hope is that I can find a way to play it with less Regieleckies. I think what really and this is I've played this game or this game, this deck significantly less than you have. Um I think what would really turn things for me, and this is I guess mostly because I've been paired up against so much Gardevoir online, mm-hmm. is that if Choice Belt said Roblox instead of EX because yeah. it's so, like that's one of the matchups where like I don't care that like I like I'll I'll attack with Gardevoir because it's too thick for you mm-hmm. or like the, the end game get, just gets to that and it's like yeah you're right I'm I'm two shotting that and if you have a jelly or something like that to, to mitigate the two shots like they can they can go from being a one prize deck to being a two prize deck that you can't one shot and like that kind of juxtaposition is is very tough for a deck like this to deal with for sure beyond that I feel like the matchups are pretty okay for you yeah so like that I, I don't know like i think the deck is fine i just i just don't really I, it's it's the hatred it's fine yeah it's, there's some hatred here i guess that's okay i want to like it because I, like i really like maridon as a card and yeah arvin's one of my favorite cards in the sets and i feel like this is one of those decks that actually takes really good advantage of arvin mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know and I, maybe it is just the hatred of, of the reggie lucky v max I, I i didn't think it was but it, it very well could be so i like that's why i want to try this version as well um, I mean, I another know. thing to like think about though is like it, it also is high variance in a very frustrating way where some of your games are like entirely down to the the coin flip of does my electric generator hit? Yeah, um, which is a frustrating thing too for sure. You know, it's it's kind of fun, especially in the like mostly brains off version of playing the deck online. Like you get that quick casino hit sometimes. Yeah, uh, which is pretty cool. And like sometimes it's like you know you're arvening for. Four seal stone and an electricity generator, so you can try it twice to hit your your yep. Oko turn one, and then you hit it, and it's like, oh hell yeah, this is fucking sweet. Yeah, when that happens, um, the deck feels absolutely unstoppable. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And I there's just there's something to this. I I don't know, and it might not end up being good enough either, which is totally fine as well. Um, but like we're talking about the Gardevoir problem, which is kind of the thing that keeps pushing me back to playing more Regieleckis than I want to. Really, it's 
both that and the the mirror. But you can also do like the Raichu, which is in this uh, Flying Pikachu V Max list. You can also play Raichu V with multiple Flaffies to try to get yeah. enough energies into play to deal with that. So like maybe if, maybe that is the the future, right? I mean, even if you don't go like deep on Flying Peak like this, uh, maybe the trick is to go deeper on Flaffy and Raichu, and that way you can still nuke things. Uh, but during like the normal course of the game, you can still lean on pivoting between Maridons and attack for 220, which knocks out most things. Funny enough, the <laughs> this is uh, a online low low ranking thing. The matchup that's been the biggest problem for me with this deck, because you need to both pivot and the specific health numbers, is stupid freaking spite ops. I haven't it's, seen that at all yet. That's so funny. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, a, it's a low rank thing. Yeah, well, it's yeah. it's 260. So <laughs> even with like one Regieleki, you don't one shot it. Nope. Choice Belt doesn't buff you on it. Nope. It makes your retreats lower. So you can't even just freely pivot your Maridons between each other. So you have to like lose energies every turn to keep attacking. That matchup is horrendous. That's, that is so funny. That, like, I, I've, like I said, I've played the against... decks, right? Well, yeah, because it's always going to be something garbage. Like I said, I lost a game last night uh, mm-hmm. with Control 2. Uh, Arceus Alolan Vulpix V-Star. And it's like, okay, well, whatever. We exist. We're here. Yeah, I was telling you earlier about my game playing Lugia against uh, <laughs> Celebrations Palkia uh, Path to the Peak. <laughs> you cannot defeat that. The game has just ended. It's just like, you know... It just sat there while they put energies on an Arceus on their bench. I'm like, really, man? This is you're what not, you're doing to me? You're doing nothing to them. They decided. But I know. Yeah, they got me. They got me good. I They deserved it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I had a brief moment of like weakness where I was like, I'm putting some lost vacuums in my deck. It's like, no, you're being stupid, Dave. Relax. Yeah, but no, it, it can get like that sometimes. Um, there's no events this weekend other than like the, the so like when we come back next week, we'll be previewing EUIC and talking about the bigger online tournaments and the late nights. Is mm-hmm. there anything that like do you expect a if, is there one trend that you kind of expect to like turn around quickly, or would, do you think everything like that'll save until EUIC? Um. I don't know that I expect anything to happen quickly. There's just not a ton of time. And I think people want to play the, the new decks, um, even just like to learn them for playing against them too. Right. Cause like, mm-hmm. you know, we've all played Lost Box. Uh, Lugia operates slightly differently now, but it's Lugia. Um, you know, people don't want to play, people don't want to play Mew before cause they've been playing Mew for a year already. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I, I expect to see a lot of, the the new decks a lot of Maridon and Gardevoir even if they're not making top cuts because people they're just the decks that people don't have reps in with yeah um I mean the thing that I'm watching for I guess this isn't like an expected turnaround but the thing I'm watching for is what happens with Rapid Strike yeah um I think that's the most like interesting metagame development that can happen and the only like big change outside I have no idea how to predict with that one I expect Lugia to pick up more uh from my testing the deck is really good it does yeah. have a problem where like the wider the format is, the harder the deck is to to build right now because it's almost impossible to build it as a consistent combo deck, which is is what it is, especially now. Um, but also fit your attackers to clear the gaps in every single matchup. It's pretty hard. So then there's like this tension between whether you're just building your deck to combo better or if you're playing these tech cards and taking some like wonky matchups and some wonky draws. Um, I'm leaning towards just making it the best combo deck that I can right now. Um, which is kind of yielded the best results. But I mean, I, I, I was just getting crushed earlier this morning. I was playing before work and just getting absolutely blasted by Mew repeatedly, um, which the deck was already like slightly unfavored against Mew while it was the best deck, uh, in the format. So that, that shouldn't surprise anybody at all. But God, is that matchup brutally bad? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I think uh I think we'll see some people kind of making their their decisions on that deck and how they want to build it and if it's worth even doing some of these cuter tech things or how they can fit some answers into like like purely into their engine without having to do things like play Radiant Serena for a boss box if there's a way you can handle that one and if it's worth playing like Evitol for Mew or if the answer is like you just got to go first and set up, right? Like sometimes, sometimes what you find out is that teching for a matchup isn't worth it and you're just making your deck worse. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think there's some of that to figure out, but I think that deck is better than these results indicate. What, well, like you said, I, I can't, I, I, I can't remember if you made the point for this, if it was for just with Mew before, but it kind of goes to both of them that like you have the reps in people. Like I know that this is a new version of Lugia, but if you were someone who, did not like Lugia last format. Yeah, you don't want to play Lugia now either. No. So, and like, I feel like a lot of people got to there by the end of last format. So I do think mm-hmm. that that's kind of limiting the, the scope of what you're seeing online because I do think Lugia is, it's obviously worse than it was last format. I think it's still very good. And I think for that's sure worse, right? Obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that like, it wouldn't shock me if it, if it has a high presence. It, you know, Something so. that I expect. Yeah, that's, that's exactly the point I was going to make. Uh, like, Deck building inertia is a real thing in paper. So like people have Lugia already and yep. uh, the single strike cards that you would put in would cost you a total of like $2.50 to order. So like people will play that deck just because one, they already have the cards and two, they've already played with Lugia. Like there's no interactions they need to learn. I mean, there are some like matchup specific things to figure out and it is a little bit different now with four of your energies, like not being, uh, I don't want to say not real energies, but you can't just like, when you're counting your energies, it's like, well, I have X main energies, but X of them are single strike, so they can't go on for retreats. I've, yeah. when I'm playing brain off, have lost a bunch of games because I took all of my energies out of my deck except for single strike energies and just couldn't retreat something that got put in my active. Yeah. Um, so like, it's a little bit less brain dead than it was before. Um, not that I thought Lugia was brain dead in the first place. That argument yeah, drives I, I me crazy. Your point, yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, that's just something that's like a specific thing that if you were a Lugia player for all of the last format, you're like used to counting your energies and like maybe you're used to thinking about your DTEs as far as how many like two retreats can I pay for? It, you will mess this up if you're not actively thinking about it with the energies. Um, but I think that deck is really good. I think it, we will see more of it in paper than we will mm-hmm. online, even though we just talked about the game being basically free right now. Um, people just already have Lugia. They're already used to it. And uh, less people test extensively for these events than we kind of make it out to be, you know? Yeah, these number of people are just showing up with the deck that they have. Even though there will be like two thousand players there, like over a thousand of them basically didn't play test. <laughs> yeah, or like they didn't run the gauntlet. Like even if they play test, they play tested their deck against other things. They were not. That's trying other that's things, more yeah. what I mean. They're not yeah. like they're testing. They're playing games, but they're not like testing with like intentionality. They're not trying different things. Really, they kind of picked a deck, said I'm going to tune it and stuck yep. with it. And for a lot of people, especially if they were like playing like at a and I know it's in Europe, so this holds less true, but, you know, the people that were just at uh, Sydney and Knoxville. Charlotte, Knoxville, mm-hmm. Knoxville, yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean, they only have two weeks in between events, so a lot of them are already playing Lugia. They're just going to keep Fort running. Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne, of course. Um, but, I mean, the same holds true for Lost Box, so maybe yeah. maybe I'm a little bit out of line with thinking that we'll see a, a Lugia uptick in paper compared to online. Um, and part of that's confirmation bias because I think the deck is good. Yeah, but I would I would push like I I think we're I do think like I don't think it's just that because I do think that while both of them were heavily played and people already had that I think people just 
especially people that are more prone to an online play than like like or casual people or something like that like lost mm-hmm. box more like they just for sure so i think that's part of it too so uh but i think that about does it for this week uh unless there was anything else you wanted to touch on before getting out of here nothing else to touch on next week we'll have uh, an euic preview and hopefully we'll both have a lot more reps in with some decks and mm-hmm. can uh make some good predictions for once so go figure maybe maybe this time so uh, we, <laughs> we will catch you guys next week on ancient wisdom thanks guys